welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, action, and choices that you can make to bring more joy into your life, into the world, and into other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 238 here on Jumpstart Your Joy. This week, I'm really excited to have Kayla Marie Butler of Ivory Mix joining me to talk all about the stock photography business that she has grown from scratch. It's so fun to have her on the show after following her for several years online. And it's been really fun to see how she's grown this community from the ground up and how she's really leaned into offering high quality free incentives for people to join the community and how she's grown from there because her community really is the heart of everything she does at Ivory Mix. And so this episode is kind of spanning the gap between the joy of marketing month and also an inspiration of how you can grow a business even if you're not really sure what direction you're heading, but you know you want to continue to do something creative in your life, and you've started with a blank slate. So before we get to the show, I want to wish you all a very warm welcome and say thanks so much for tuning in this week. I I know there's a lot going on in your world, and it is a real treat to get to spend some time with you. And hopefully this episode and all of these episodes bring a lot of joy to your everyday. If you are new to Jumpstart Your Joy, I want to say hello, and I'm so glad you're here. This show started in 2015, and if you're curious about the show or about myself, you can find out more at the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com. And while you're there, of course, there's 237 past episodes that you could go ahead and binge listen if you need a little more joy in your life. There's lots of great episodes with lots of really fun guests like Danny Wood of New Kids on the Block and Fred LeBlanc of the band Cowboy Mouth, along with Allison Arngrim back in season one. She was Nellie Olson on Little House on the Prairie, the ultimate original mean girl. <laughs> Scared the pants off me. Anyway, there's a lot of joy to go back and play with. And so I invite you to check out the past episodes. You can find them all at jumpstartyourjoy.com. If you're looking for the show notes on this one, you can find them at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash Kayla, K-A-Y-L-A. And you can also find those show notes in your app. Also, of course, if you like what you hear and you want to subscribe, you can find Jumpstart Your Joy on any of the podcatchers, any app out there, we are on it. And I suggest Spotify is a lot of fun because you can make your own playlists. You can find Jumpstart Your Joy there, along with TuneIn, which actually it connects through with your Alexa. And Apple Podcasts, of course, is another great one. While you're there, please leave a review and uh, a rating, if you will, because it does make a difference for the whole algorithm. I'm really excited to share this conversation with you that I had with Kayla. She has a background in interior design, and she found herself burnt out working a nine to five. Like so many creative people, she found that as she rose up to the director level, she was no longer hands-on with the creative projects. I saw this happen all the time in advertising when I worked there for about 15 years. And instead of being hands-on with the creative, she was managing people and business in her work. Kayla wanted to find more work-life balance and return to the creative aspects that she loved so much. And so she started Ivory Mix in 2015. From there, it started as a blank slate, and she started to offer these really amazing bundles of 52 extra 
photos that she had done for her own site as a freebie to the community, which is what then started all the magic of the rest of the stock photography world that she is now a part of. So it is so much fun to have her on the show. She has such an interesting take on the marketing of it all and how you can grow a business from a creative perspective that you just love. So welcome to the show, Kayla. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yay, I'm so glad that you are here. I feel like this has been a long time in the making. (laughs) (laughs) I am happy to be here. Would you tell us about what you loved most in school or as a child? What were your earliest sparks of joy? As a kid... What I loved the most was anything having to do with art. So I would watch Disney movies and draw all the Disney characters and try to perfect them so that it was as accurate as possible. And I wanted to be a Disney artist, but I was directed by my elders to do something more practical, which I don't know why, but that was, you know, I was directed to do something maybe that was, I don't know, more financially stable. Mm-hmm. Um, and because as I got older, preteen, teen, I fell in love with reorganizing my bedroom constantly. Like mm-hmm. every weekend I would stay up till midnight <laughs> reorganizing my bedroom or maybe redecorating or using all my chore money or maybe all my babysitting money for new things for my room. And so I ended up going that direction as I got older and interior design and stuff. But it very much all started with loving creativity and art and organizing. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. I remember hitting kind of maybe the early teen years and always wanting to come up with something new in my bedroom, like hanging a basket from the ceiling to put all my like stationary supplies, like weird stuff where it was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. So I can totally relate to that energy and that draw. Yeah. (laughs) I loved it. It Yeah. so, So fun. So then would you like to explain and introduce us to what you do with Ivory Mix? Right now I am the CEO and founder of Ivory Mix ivorymix.com. And what I do, (laughs) this is where the getting really good at your elevator pitch comes into play. (laughs) But what I do, if I were to describe it, would be I create stock photography and resources that are easy to use for entrepreneurs to help them get more traffic, subscribers, and sales in their business. Hmm. So what that entails on a day-to-day basis is, you know, taking photos, creating graphics, writing captions, and teaching through tutorials and workshops, different things that I've learned in marketing Mm -hmm. and branding and, you know, creating impactful, meaningful messages to reach our target audiences. And so that's what I do like on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. How I got here. <laughs> yeah. That's well. And so I love just, I'll insert this part. Like, I really wanted to have you on this month because it's the joy of marketing month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love how you provide these amazing tools to people. I, full disclosure, I am one of the VIP members. <laughs> no, this is not an ad. I just had to have Kayla on because I love getting your stuff every month because it just blows my mind. Like, <laughs> Every time I feel like you've crafted things that I can easily use, just like you said, and put it into place. And it's one less thing that I have to do. And it's fun to play with it too. 
The other reason that is like so cool is there's so many multi-passionates I know that listen in. And I think your story is also, I mean, you've kind of shared that you started in interior design. So your path to getting to where you are is also so amazing. So everybody sit back, get comfortable. (laughs) 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 Because I've always known what I wanted to do. I always knew that I wanted to be in design somehow, be creative. And to be honest... When I first was in college, I didn't think that I wanted to own a business. I was actually pretty adamant. I'm not going to own my own business because I was 17 years old when I started Mm -hmm. college and I went to basically a trade school for becoming an interior designer. So everything was hyper-focused on becoming an interior designer because I knew exactly what I wanted to do. But everything that they teach you in school is how to run your own business and how to be your own freelance designer and how to, you know, run maybe an agency of of your own, some kind of designer service of your own. But I was 17, very insecure, very, I was confident, but you know, not, not confident enough to run my own business. And so I was still learning the ropes, but I went straight into interior design, working for other people's smaller businesses. I grew over 16 years in my career to a corner office. I, I legitimately had a team underneath me. I had a director's title. I was busy but I wasn't creative anymore mm. after 16 years of yeah. being an interior designer, which just, you know, shows you that I achieved what I went out to achieve, but at a much younger age than I thought that I was going to achieve it. And I got very bored very quickly. And I knew that I had other potential, other things I wanted to do. Plus I went through the recession in, you know, 2007 or so. And being mm-hmm. in that industry at that time for me, showed me that things can be difficult financially if you're in a specific industry and not in control of your own income. And so I kind of learned through that also. I never lost my job. I always kept my job. I was never laid off. Thankfully, I did a great job everywhere I was at. And I aligned myself with companies that were financially stable. So I was, you know, grateful to make it through that. But what I learned was I was looking for more. I needed more challenge. And I also needed that independence to be in control when things do happen that are out of your control. And so I started exploring creative outlets to tap back into things that felt good, that did bring me joy. And so I started blogging, you know, I thought I tried everything. I tried craft blogging, creating crafts, but it really wasn't the creating that I desired the most. Really what I like to do is kind of deconstruct and reconstruct. (laughs) That's kind of like, I love building strategies, deciphering what's happening, coming up with a new way to do it and then make it better. Like you could apply that literally to everything Mm. that I've ever done, whether it's a room or a marketing plan. And so through blogging, I did that over and over again. What is it that I like about this? And then what will I continue doing? So I didn't like doing crafts because it was messy. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, like it's creative and fun, but also not challenging enough for me. And so I started over, over and over again. And in this last round, because I, you know, had different websites that I tried at different <laughs> times, different yeah. domain names, different ideas, and nothing really stuck. Nothing really kept my motivation. 
But in 2015, I got so fed up with my professional life. I had just finished getting a business degree because I thought, well, maybe I should you know, get better at business and maybe there's a C-suite somewhere in another mm-hmm. company. But after finishing business school, I um, realized that, you know, I needed to do some more creative soul searching. So I created a website and I called it Ivory Mix. And the reason was, is I thought, you know, to me, it stood for a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. A, I could make it whatever I want. It doesn't mean anything. It is, it is just kind of a blank canvas and that's really where Ivory Mix came from. And so the domain, the domain name came first (laughs) and then the idea came second. So I was building a a website for myself. I had learned over time how to do that. And then I started taking photos that, which was another creative hobby that I had picked up. I wasn't terribly great at it at the beginning, but I knew I, I I enjoyed it. So I was taking photos to better brand my website. And through the process of taking photos, I, I made a big bunch of great looking photos and then I decided I wasn't going to use them. But through the blogging community, I had known that stock photos was a thing and flat lays was a, a thing that was growing in popularity. And because I had created so many that I had planned to use for myself, but I wasn't, I decided to see if the community of bloggers that I was kind of in would like to use them Mm -hmm. in exchange for an email address, you know, join my newsletter and I'll give you 52. I remember (laughs) it was exactly 52 stock photos. And so that's really how it started. It's amazing. Well, and I'm I'm thinking, I think I said in, in our email exchange, like I'm not exactly sure when I first found out about Ivory Mix. But I wonder if it, because that sounds really familiar. And I might have been one of the early ones that signed up for the original 52. I think maybe you were. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And I also, I mean, there's something in there with a background of myself, having a background in advertising and working at a ton of agencies. I didn't even really think about it too much. But the story and the piece that you said about you have this creative career that you love. And then as you get into the point where you're managing people and managing the process, you're no longer doing the creative thing. I didn't even think about how that might also be true for other creative folks because I saw it all the time where an art director or a copywriter would get to their top of their game and then get moved into a director or like a lead position. And they're like, what is this? (laughs) This is not at all what I wanted. Right. It's not something that like I realized right away. It's just over time, I kind of realized looking back on the arc of everything like, oh, so that's what happened. And that's how I got here. And I'm as an entrepreneur that was a solopreneur for a little bit of time without any kind of help or any team member, I realized I was just repeating that same thing in my own business by having myself do all the work. Yeah. And so I was taking the joy out of the creative process by trying to grow my business, but also keeping all the tasks on my own shoulders. So it's like a lesson that you learn over and over over again. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is, but you have to kind of realize that that's the wall that you keep potentially keep hitting. That's the wall that I keep hitting is how to balance creative freedom with being in charge. Yeah. 
Oh, yes. I'm like holding my breath. I want to jump in. It's like, because yes, I see myself doing the same thing. I mean, my background is project management and I love doing strategy around like web builds and like somebody's like a content plan, but like the the reason and the why behind it, not just like the, you're going to write these 15 posts. Like that's, that's boring. I mean, I can do yeah. it, but that's not my favorite part. <laughs> but I find myself doing the same thing here with podcasting is yes, I can edit and yes, I can do the other things because I had to, but those are not my favorite parts about being a producer. Right. Like I love working with people to figure out the things like the why behind their show and like all that. So, ugh, so good. <laughs> So I can, I've, I hadn't really thought about it in those terms either, is that now I've got some people that support me and so I can get back into the thing that I love. But you're right. It is kind of like seeing, ooh, I'm getting further away and I'm literally leaning away from the microphone, but like I'm getting away, further away from that thing and how do I get back to it? And like exactly, yes. kind of big spirals out and back in. Yeah. It's so cool. So what would you say is your, if we're talking about kind of the joy of all of this, I know that you, one of the things that totally impresses me about your work and your I'd say your brand, but I'm really hesitant to even like say it's, it's not about the brand is my sense with your company is that you really engage with the people that are subscribing to your, your membership and that are using your photos and all your stuff. Like you really love engaging with us. Yeah, I do. (laughs) It's never been about me. And I have to catch myself anytime that I start to like feel the urge to like do something that feels like it's about me. Cause then there's no shame in doing those things as long as it aligns with the mission. But I've been very clear on my mission from the very beginning. And one of the first things that I ever did to grow Ivory Mix from a hobby into a business was actually lean into creating, this is going to be like a curse word to some people, but (laughs) (laughs) it's not, creating custom photos for people. Mm Mm-hmm subscribers for free. That's what I did for probably the first year. And I think is one of the reasons why Ivory Mix grew as rapidly as it did in the first year for me, because I had nothing to lose. I had a full-time job and I was doing this part-time thing, trying to grow it. But for me, creating things for people that felt customized so that they could grow their thing gave me a lot of creative freedom, gave me some joy to give back, but also allowed me to grow the thing that I wanted to grow. But what I learned in the process was I was able to demonstrate authority in that space without, so it was like free advertising, you Uh know, I gave away some of my best stuff, which is I customize photos for people for free. (laughs) And I, have brought that forward into the actual day-to-day business model. So we don't necessarily do that anymore, but we do pretty close to that. So we take lots of suggestions and we pull everyone's suggestions and we align everybody's suggestions with like-minded other members. And we actually sit down and create plans to kind of incorporate everybody's sort of wish list. And that really comes from the very beginning. And it is about creating a stock photo membership that doesn't feel like a stock photo membership and also (laughs) is as custom as possible, as custom as you can get because nobody wants a me too brand. Everybody wants something that feels unique and, and that stands out. And so I want to achieve that for everyone as best as I can. Yeah. And that's such a, like a, a big goal. And, and I think you handle it so nicely. Like 
Because I know the transition from seeing, oh, wow, this person's creating really unique and interesting and custom stuff. It was like a no-brainer as a person that had been following that to be like, oh, yeah, I need in. (laughs) There was just no question at all. And I think that was one of the really, it was like a really joyful, easy yes for me because I could, I saw you, you were already doing it. Like there was no question that you would continue. So I, I think kind of maybe the underline there for other people, if they're trying to figure out what it is they want to do is like you're saying is just start doing it because then you've got the proof. The proof is in the pudding, right? Like it's already out there. And you can use it to feed the community in terms of help other people through demonstrating the help of one person. Because what I did was I created custom photos for one person's brand, Mm -hmm. but through that process, I did a couple of things. And this is kind of a marketing lesson for everyone. (laughs) In order to pick someone. Obviously, this is a free thing I'm giving. In order to pick someone, I ran a giveaway. It was launched as a giveaway every single month. I'm giving away free custom photos. In exchange, if you win, you must allow me to take half of your photos that I've taken for you and give them back to the community. So you get to keep half of the photos that I made for your brand, and then the other half you are donating into the free stock photo library. And everybody just like absolutely loved doing it because they felt like they were giving back to the community, but also they got something super custom out of it. And on top of it, you know, did a giveaway, which, you know, people shared and shared with their community. So it had sort of a viral nature to it. So anyways, it was just like this big snowball effect. And you also are giving to others through the process. So I love that. And I've I've got to ask because, or just point out to other people, I know that I almost called them this young house because that was their first name, but young house love started out in a very similar way where Sherry Petersick would, she would do these interior design layouts for people and link up all of the resources. And I think she was offering it like 200 bucks a pop, mm-hmm. which is really cheap for a custom design, like living room. And I, I think she'd take on more than one room if you wanted, but it was like limited to three a month or two a month. And then she would post all of it. And it, it started to build this excitement around the thing that they do, which they don't do that anymore. But it was a really interesting way to like kind of make a splash and mm-hmm. like get known. And so I guess I'm saying like there's different ways that you could start this if this sounds interesting and it's totally applicable to other things. I mean, a podcast is very much a similar direction where like this is all free, like and I, and I love it. Like I'm, this is just what I want to be giving to people and showing them anyone that's listening. Like if you have an idea and if you're drawn to something that feels joyful, well, that's the thing you should do. Exactly. And that is why I never hesitated because I was Mm -hmm. having fun doing it and it didn't feel like work. It was like, I couldn't wait to do it. So I like, I I would pay you to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like if those are the things that resonate with someone, like if you literally would pay someone in order to do that (laughs) and you're not worried about being, then, then just do it because it just, it does grow your authority. It creates proof and testimonials and it also, you know, is good for you Yeah, because it's, it creates joy. Yeah. And that it grows your knowledge of the thing. Cause I, I mean, I know from my, from my own experience as well, like the thing that I was doing also started in 2015, meaning this podcast was, well, it just started. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I had very minimal, I had a marketing background, but like no experience in audio, but I'm like, but I think I can learn this. 
And then people started asking me, how do I do it? And that became the mix for me that people came to me because I started just telling them how I did it. Right. And they're like, can you just do it for me? And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> Who knew this was a business? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, I get to do this? Yeah, it's super fun. Well, yeah. So I don't know if you have any other thoughts around that kind of piece of like, I mean, really giving from like this joyful place feels like maybe one of the key takeaways here of what people could implement for their own brand or even themselves if they're looking for more joy in how they market themselves or their brands. Yeah. I always lean into gratitude and kindness because I'm grateful for the ability to be here and and create and to share with others. And if it benefits me some way to share something to give away for free, then I don't really see any harm in it if it grows the thing that you're wanting to grow. And that's controversial opinion, you know, among some, some circles, you know, definitely charge what you're worth for sure. Oh yeah. Um, that's not the question here. <laughs> it's more just about trying new things that feel like a good fit for this and leaning into those things that you do bring, bring joy. And also it's just nice, nice to do for others, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think there is something really lovely about that. Right. You want to wow, surprise, delight, all those things. You don't want to skimp and, you know, hold back where you absolutely don't need to. <laughs> you you should definitely aim to surprise and delight every person that you interact with, whether they're paying you or whether they're a free subscriber, you know, on your newsletter, like definitely more value because that pays double, triple. It pays you back. Yeah. And I love that kind of the heart of it being really approaching it so that it does not matter if they are a free or a paid member of your community. Like they may be or they may not be, but like treating them in the same way is really a beautiful way to also bring more joy, I would think, because then you're connecting with the human and yeah. not numbers or revenue I mean, goals or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I serve a specific community too, and everybody has their own specific community. So for someone who has a community of, of people who maybe are maybe more like well off or maybe more, you know, looking for something higher end. They've tried some lesser expensive things and they're looking to go into something that's a little more customized or whatever. So you got to like pay attention to who your customer or your, your subscribers are and your specific business model. But I serve a specific community <laughs> who's growing their businesses, who maybe don't have a ton of, you know, cash necessarily to lay down in into custom stuff. So I'm very hyper aware of who I'm serving too. Mm -hmm. And so I try to match those free things and those free opportunities with the audience and, yeah. and my members and just something to also keep in mind. Yeah. I think that's super good. And knowing that people that come along and are interested in your work, if they're growing, I mean, maybe this is kind of the underlining of that as well, that they will eventually likely grow into people who, I mean, could pay for a service. And then when they already know, like, and love you, like yeah. <laughs> pretty natural transition <laughs> when they're ready, you're already there and you've already shown them what you can yeah. do. And that's coming from a place of love as well. Like I'm here for you while you're growing. And I'm also here for you when you're, you're ready to put out a little bit more and invest in some of this in a different way. Can I share like a real quick 
a short, a short story really quick. I would love that. Yeah. Well, so we just had our VIP membership doors open and they just closed recently and I extended it for two more days, I think this past time. I don't normally do that, but I decided to do it this time and just because of the quality of questions that I was getting and I posted that it was extended on Facebook and I got one comment from one lovely woman. She was very nice, but she said, I love Ivory Mix. I love all your free photos, but the number of emails that I've been getting this past week are just a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, we're, we had our enrollment open. So I, sometimes you get one or two like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was very polite and told her, you know, doors are open. It's not an everyday thing. I appreciate your comment. If you would like any time, you can unsubscribe from the promotional emails. And she replied back to me, oh no, I love your emails. I love all the free stuff and I'm not unsubscribing. I just thought I would share my opinion. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> so, and, and, and she even, I believe she said, and I plan to buy in the future, just not right now. So yeah. it, it was just like, it was just reiterated to me, like, you know, all I'm doing is showing up as best as I can. And I, through my sales process, I give free things and there are gifts and freebies along the way before you even are offered something to, to buy. So I'm just kind of reiterating what you were saying through that story, which is even people who might be like not ready right now, they may even get slightly irritated with you, but if you're delivering value and if you're improving their experience somehow and, and helping them and doing it politely and kindly and nicely, and you know, they're still going to stick around and potentially buy from you. That was proof to me. Yeah. Well, and I love that it's, there's space in the community for someone to say that. I mean, cause I often think myself being a very vocal person, I mean, <laughs> I have a podcast, but I mean, like I will often speak my mind and I would love for people to know that often when I do it, it's because I care deeply and I'm invested in in the thing. Meaning if I was the one that showed up and said such a thing, it would be because I really like you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'm glad that you can also see it that way. I don't yeah. know why I'm speaking up for the underdog here, but that's No, definitely. And I wasn't I wasn't upset with her yeah. comment whatsoever. I take everything that everyone says, you know, obviously with a grain of salt, but I take yeah. it as constructive. And for that very reason. So I just, I was impressed with the exchange that even after being slightly frustrated with the number of emails on a particular day, she was not willing to unsubscribe and (laughs) was still happy. Yeah. And I think that really is kind of the joy of the community of like we, and you've invited people in, in a special way that it makes it okay. Everyone's welcome just as they are. And that is really the mark of a, I mean, that is joyful marketing. (laughs) (laughs) So if someone is interested, what kinds of things do you have going on, you know, kind of this month or in general that maybe people could, you know, interact with your brand or when is membership open again? What have you got coming up? Yeah. So free membership is open all the time. So they can join now today at ivorymix.com. There's a button at the top that says free stock photos. They click on it and they can enroll in the free membership. It's absolutely free. You get 550 free stock photos. So you can use them. The license is on there so you can understand the use license. But 
enrollment for our elite membership is always open as well. You can go to ivorymix.com forward slash membership to grab that. And if you're interested in the VIP membership, you can join the waitlist on that same ivorymix.com forward slash membership page. The, the waitlist is usually reopened to enrollment every 30 to 45 days. The reason we do that is so that I can focus energy creatively on the photos and the membership because if I'm constantly you know, marketing or having to put resources towards marketing, I can't focus as much on the day-to-day like growth of the membership. So that's currently yeah. why we're, we're doing that. So that I can fo- go in sprints, <laughs> we yeah. can fo- focus in sprints. And so, yeah, every 30 to 45 days. So in the next, you know, maybe early March, you'll, you'll see the VIP membership open again. And yeah. I will link up to that in the show notes as well. And I just, oh, there was something, the sprint idea. Whew, Kayla. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think I can't not talk about that for just a second. Like, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think there's something so brilliant and again, tied back to like your own joy. It's, It's that same thing that we were talking about of, you know, that you are really lit up and that your zone of genius is within the creative process. And that's what you love to do. And so I think there's so much wisdom in you saying, well, I need time to get back to that thing that I love. And then, yeah, I'll bring in more people because that's what I want to do as well. But like giving it a pacing instead of always feeling like you're marketing something, which can be really, I mean, it's draining, it's taxing, it's an exchange of energy. Yeah. We, you and I sort of had this conversation earlier before the, I think the show started Mm -hmm. was that me just marketing socially, going live, doing workshops, you know, engaging with the community, maybe the free community or even our members, it also takes a different, I don't want to say toll, but it takes a different mindset for me as well. So I personally really enjoy sort of doing those sprints and batching the seasons mm-hmm. <laughs> of of my energy. So, you know, there are lots of ways to run a business. Obviously, there are people who launch big launches every three months, every six months. Instead, we do it once every month, month and a half, depending on kind of what's going on. But I definitely do that intentionally because of the idea that I have seasons that are better for creating photos or creating, you know, all of our blog posts or things like that. And then other seasons for marketing and getting on Instagram lives and doing workshops and those kinds of things. So, Ooh, I like that so much. It kind of goes back, interestingly enough, I I had on Ezzy Spencer who wrote Lunar Abundance and her whole thing is mindfully pacing yourself in phases of doing and being based on the cycles of the moon. But like, (laughs) I mean, so that I loved that permission of like, not everyone is always on and not, you know, sometimes you just need time to reflect and go inward and kind of regain your energy, especially when, you know, you're an introvert. And we talked about that too, is like, I think we're both outgoing introverts. (laughs) So this isn't always easy. Well, it took me some time and I did some learning and and some sort of exploring. And I even put it on my calendar when I feel most energized. Cause there are days when I'm like super productive, super focused, very strategic. And there are other days, multiple days in a row where I am more like 
hibernating, not wanting to be social, maybe more just like in a thinking mode rather than, and so I really like to use, I'm going to use a term (laughs) that we don't use in marketing very much, but I really like honoring that space for myself, Mm -hmm. you know, to just be whatever I am going to be. And so when I put it on my calendar that I was this way this week, then I kind of know that then next month I'll probably be in a similar space exactly 30 days from now. And it's, it's almost clockwork. It's almost clockwork. Yeah. You should check out Lunar Abundance. <laughs> I'm wondering if it also matches with like her yin and yang phases. Anyway, it's all very fascinating. <laughs> so I'm glad that you shared that because I think too much or too often the noise of it is hustle, hustle, you know, never miss a Monday or whatever the whatever industry you're in, there is that thing of like, you have to keep showing up in, in the same way and marketing all the time. And, I, and so I love that you have, have shared that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I don't believe in hustle. I used to. Yeah, it's it, too much. I would, I would say it's what got me to where I am today, but it's not something that you can keep up forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are definitely phases and stages where you got to be on it and then other times when you're not. Yeah, I know when, I love that you've brought that up too. Like I feel like it is sustainable hustle or really being on for a period of time is sustainable for kind of a, a sprint mm-hmm. to use project management language. <laughs> but then, I mean, I know kind of 2015 probably your, was one of your similar years where it was like, I am on it. I have to make it happen. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to buckle down and do it. And I remember having a conversation with my husband as we kind of left that phase of my life. And I was like, I want for us to very mindfully mark that we are moving into something else. We are out of, you know, it was life coach training that year and I launched a podcast and ton of stuff. But I'm like, but I want us to move into something else where we're not constantly in this heightened mode of having to do all the time. So yeah, yeah. it's definitely a thing that's learned. It's, it's a skill. It's Mm -hmm. a skill to listen to yourself and to also understand that you have to schedule time to not hustle as much (laughs) as you schedule time to hustle. And there's going to be months or years where you're more quote unquote productive hustle wise. But I know 2015 for sure, 2015, 2016, even 2017, (laughs) yeah, where it was mostly hustle for me. But I had a vision, a mission, and I knew where I was going. And so I'm still working on that, but at a different pace because now I have a team and I've got systems and I know that I know what I value most. (laughs) Mm. What I value most is not the hustle. What I value most is the results (laughs) from the hustle. Mm. So I try to bask in that as much as as I can. So all the free time, all the self-care stuff, all the boundaries, more and more putting those into place because I know that that's what I value. Thank you for sharing that. Because I think that is part of the bringing it back to the joy of things too, is that you can know the why of if you're in a hustle phase or if you're in like a, a doing phase, the why. And then, you know, mindfully marking it as, okay, I got through it. Now I can go back and I can look for the thing that really, like you said, what you value most is the results, not necessarily the hustle that gets them. Finding a space then to also go back and enjoy the other things of your life. I I mean, I think that's a lot of what being an entrepreneur allows many of us is, you know, I can go pick up my kid at four o'clock today when he's out of musical theater practice. 
you know, I couldn't do that if this was a different kind of job. Exactly. Making space to enjoy all the things <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. not getting so wrapped up in that, that hustle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this so much. Okay. Well, if someone has a dream that they think they want to bring into the world, what kind of advice would you have for them? If they had a dream that they wanted to bring into the world? Well, I think that the first place to really start is, I mean, we kind of already talked about it, but just doing it. Mm-hmm. Just starting at the first thing that you can think of that would get you one step closer to making that dream a reality. And I'm a list person. I love brain dumping. And so if you can just sit down and think of all the things that you could possibly do to make that dream absolutely possible, what it looks like, what it feels like, what are the things you're doing on a day-to-day basis? If you imagine yourself in that space doing that thing right now, what does it look like so that you can paint a picture of where you're going? Because I feel like when you have a very clear vision of what it looks like, it happens a lot faster. Yep. Yep. So if you get real specific, use very specific words and make that list of all the steps that it takes to get there and then start with the first thing that makes everything on that list either easier or unnecessary. So for me, if I were starting a website today and starting a new business today, you know, what would be the first thing that I would create? Would it be the product idea? Would it be the website? What would make every single other thing easier or unnecessary? And so mm-hmm. whatever the dream is of whoever we're talking about or whoever I'm talking to, list all the things and then just start with that first most impactful thing. Create that vision of what it looks like when you get to the end. Yeah. I kind of the feeling. I love yeah. that you said that. Like, what does it feel like? Or, and what do you feel like when you reach that point? Yeah, Exactly. So- Like I said, I'm a list person (laughs) and like if I make a goal for myself and I just put it in a very passive voice on my list, I don't really feel like it's real. But if I start using verbs and using language that makes me feel like, okay, I know what to do next, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it uh, becomes more actionable. I love that. Thank you. Well, and then, I mean, I wish we could just keep going, but we can. (laughs) Before we end here today, would you tell us last, most joyfully, what are three ways that you can think of to jumpstart joy in your life, in the world, or in other people's lives? Okay, so (laughs) the three things. The first thing, and I'm sure, I'm certain other people have said this, but is absolutely have gratitude first thing in the morning. I love to wake up and just think about the things that I have gratitude for and um, make space in my morning to think about those things and uh, think about how grateful and thankful that I am for those things. So that would be the first thing. The second thing is random acts of kindness, like any kind of kind thing you can do for others out of selflessness, holding a door open or, you know, those kinds of things, definitely practice that. We've talked a lot about that, I think, today, just through business, but you could do that in your personal life and it feels good and you don't need anything in return because you're getting something out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third thing, which might be slightly unexpected, but the thing that brings me the most joy is lately anyways, and that I highly recommend is creating boundaries. 
I think that the boundaries can create joy because if you know what you want, you can probably come up with a list of things that you don't want. And by practicing awareness around the things that you don't want and creating those boundaries, you will have a happier and more joyful life. So just like as an example, I try not to work past a certain time every day because I found myself getting cranky or diving into bigger projects than I should have been taking on later in the day and then, you know, feeling exhausted. So just creating those kinds of any kind of boundaries, whether it's, you know, turning all your apps off on your phone so that you can focus during the day or maybe asking everybody to leave you alone or maybe giving yourself personal boundaries, you know, whatever it is, create a list of things that you want and then also a list of things that you don't want and then start like creating those boundaries. And I think that that creates a more joyful life. Yeah, I love it. And I love that you've said both listing the things that you want and the things that you don't want. I mean, it, interestingly, <laughs> it's one of the things I do in my business contracts is like, this is in and this is out. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause I think, I mean, to kind of go back even to Brene Brown of like, clear is kind and unclear is unkind. <laughs> so right. I love that. Like giving, extending that clear clarity and kindness to ourselves is so, so beautiful. Thank you Absolutely. so, so much for being on, Kayla. This has been such a total treat to get to talk to you about all of these, these lovely things. Well, I'm happy to be here and thank you for inviting me on. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you want to find out more about this episode, including links to the things that we've talked about, you can find the show notes at jumpstartyourjoy.com. And you can search for this episode right up there in the right-hand corner of the website. and You'll find it. While you're on the website, I know you're going to want to sign up for my weekly newsletter, which is Three Joyful Things. It's where I take a look and give you guys the behind the scenes of what I'm really thinking about with each episode, including the inspiration, intention, and action, along with the choices that you can make in your own life to bring some of the things that each guest or I share into your everyday life. So it's a lot of fun. You can find the sign up for that off the homepage or within the show notes of every episode. And I would love to connect with you. I hang out a ton on Instagram where my handle is jumpstartyourjoy. You can also find the Facebook page for this podcast at jumpstartyourjoy. So I hope you guys will come on back next week. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.